Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Working at the Wheel, the number one podcast named Working at the Wheel, according to Badger Crew staff. We are so excited to have you back with us for our official first episode of our new series called Identity Theft. If this is your first time joining us, first off, welcome. But in short, we are a podcast produced by the student leaders from a Christian campus ministry, Badger Crew. We call Madison, Wisconsin our home, but our goal is to be a resource to young adults anywhere that you may be able to listen to us. Uh, we get our name from Jeremiah 18, where God is referenced as the potter working at the wheel as if his creation is the clay. And that's where we truly want to find our basis of, is the Bible and um, speak some truth. So, last week, you heard our intro episode and what to expect about this series moving forward. Uh, so, without further ado, let's welcome our guests and get this series started. Uh, so, co-hosting with me today is the always fun, always granola, Miss Elena Lotto. How's it going over there, Elena? Hey, it's going good. Good to be here. We are also joined virtually by our two guests today, Sydney Qualick and Andrew Stadler. How's it going, guys? It's going really good. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, too. I'm excited to talk to you guys about this. Well, we're really excited to have you guys on, and I know I've uh, gotten to know you guys a little bit through our time in this ministry together, but I'm really excited about this topic. I'm really excited about this new series and can't wait to get started. And I think the best way to start us out is posing a question right away, me and my little journalism brain going off here, um, is how can we define the word identity? We talked a little bit about it last week in terms of introing the podcast and this series, but defining identity, not only defining it, but differentiating the fact between our identity in Christ and our selfish identity that we can pose on ourselves. I think it's the first step to start here um, when we're thinking about identity theft, and then we'll get into the more specifics of, of this episode. Yeah, so cool. Um, I'd say for identity, um, I love the way that you already are referencing this, the difference between your fleshly identity and the new nature of your identity found in Christ. Um, I absolutely uh, believe that our identity in Christ is what ultimately defines us, and it just allows us to let go of that old nature um, from sin, from our flesh, from the things that we don't want to be, um, now that we know that and tasted and seen that God is so good. Um, and so I would just say identity is everything um, for us that God says is true about us, and just believing that um, by faith, even if we're like a little bit unsure about how it's possible, and just remembering that like we now share um, as like a co-heir the identity of Christ uh, because of what he did for us, and he's given us his identity um, as God's sons and daughters, as Jesus's brothers and sisters, and um, just as his friends. And then everything else that he says that's true about us, um, that we're now made righteous, that we're whole, we're pure, we're holy, um, everything that he is, we get to share in because of what he did for us. And we believe that um, through believing in what he did is true. So it's by faith that you have inherited a new identity. For sure. And all that truth is really what we want to focus on in this series. And, and just exactly what you said is finding the true difference between our fleshly identity and our um, identity in Christ and figuring out how to pursue the later of the two, right? How to pursue our identity in Christ, because um, that's ultimately going to bring so much more good things than our selfish identity. And today, specifically, we're talking about how we can do that in God's plan and God's will as we go. We want to figure out how do we pursue God's plan and in turn pursue our identity in God um, just just very generally, you know, how can we discern that? How can we figure that out? 
when we do have our selfish ambitions, when we do have the enemy working against us, but we do have the power of Christ inside of us. And that's what this episode's all about, and that's what we want to talk about right now. I don't know if anybody has any opening thoughts on that or any references that may, they maybe want to throw out. Um, but in terms of looking at God's plan, how can we begin to pursue that in the idea of identity as well? I think that God's plan and God's will can be very like interesting and yet a very scary subject. Um, I think there's a lot of like rabbit holes you can go down mm-hmm. that kind of don't really lead to anywhere. Um, and going down those rabbit holes, I think sometimes you then ignore what has been like made obvious to us. Um, anybody who goes to High Point Church, I know over the summer would have, I think, heard, I think it was during the summer, um, Pastor Nick kind of talked a bit about how there's like God's revealed will and then God's mm. secret will. Yeah. Um, and I think it can be, I mean, this might be going more in depth and we might talk about it later, but um, like his revealed will, I think, is what we should really be focusing on. And that's the Bible, you know, like that's everything he's told us about who he is, what he wants us to do, what he commands us to do. Um, and then there's his secret will, um, which I don't think is a bad thing to pursue. Um, but I think that's kind of one of those rabbit holes where if that's all you're going after, you're going to miss out on a lot of the really good stuff that he's revealed to us. For sure. And it's a stepping stone, right? It's not something that's all going to come at once. And, and that's how we want to start this series off is taking those steps. What's the first one that we can take of really pursuing and renewing ourselves in God's plan. And this can be for new believers. This could be for people who have had Jesus in their life for years um, and are still, like you were saying, pursuing those rabbit holes that aren't necessarily bad, but maybe aren't getting them as far as fast, you know? So, so that kind of first stepping stone, I think is where we want to start. I think something really like important too, to remember with like God's plan in general is that you're not always going to expect what he's going to like bring into your life or how he's going to change your life. And I know for me personally, when I didn't have my identity in Christ, his plans really like shook me and I was just like very scared of them. Um, But when I put my identity in Christ, like his plans just became more exciting. And I knew that with my identity in him that I could trust him even when I didn't understand what he was doing or what he had planned. So I feel like that's something to always remember no matter where you are in your walk with Christ that when your identity is with him that his plan is always going to work out for good um, and that he's always just going to protect you through that too. Yeah absolutely I totally agree with that. Um, I think that just hearing you even say that Sydney it was just like whoa like yeah like we can trust God's plan for us because he's good and we know his character and it's just outlined all throughout scripture um, what that looks like and so, yeah, I think, like, we really can't even talk about God's plan until, like, we even reference, like, his character and who he is, right? Because yeah. we're, like, just so, like, in love with him that we're, like, oh, my goodness, he's so in love with us and we're so in love with him. Like, absolutely we can trust whatever he wants um, us to be a part of because we know that he works um, all things together for the good of those who love him. And you're never going to go wrong um, listening to God's plan um, when he's a God that cares about you, has your best interests in mind, even in the ways that you, he cares more about, like, your health or, like, your plans and, like, what you're going to do with your life than you do. And so there's no better person to trust in that process. Yeah, Elena, I really love what you said about, you know, God's character and that being kind of the anchor of, of identity and, and this trust of pursuing God's plan. 
And one of my favorite verses of all time, um, it's it's a more popular one, so I guarantee you people have heard of it, but it's just Joshua 1.9. I've got a whole story behind it. Maybe I'll share it a little bit later, but just the character of God. And Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Like, just hearing that over and over again, it's a great memory verse if that's something that really helps you to just memorize and um, pour and pour truth over yourself a lot but just thinking about God being the anchor in that identity the anchor of God's plan um, and his character being that is is truly the first stepping stone and I completely agree with everything you just said um, in terms of that is he's already given us the victory that we need over this plan and we might not know what that plan is we probably won't for a majority of our lives um but the anchor and that trust of pursuing it is super important and to be commanded by god not to fear is super comforting yeah i've been wrestling a lot with god's will um in the last month um december 16th i think i had a big national test uh, to become a paramedic i've been like preparing for it for a year um and showed up the day of it and i failed um, and I have a retake, I think it's February 12th. Um, I actually just did the second part that isn't related to the first today, waiting on test results. Um, but it's been a very stressful month. Um, there's been a lot of doubts um, that I know that have come into play um, that I know aren't true, but that still linger around. Um, and I think one thing that's really stuck out to me um, as far as like God's character is also his faithfulness that like we are his sons and daughters. Um, we're his adopted sons and daughters that he loves. Um, and thankfully his plan and his will, um, you know, to glorify himself and to sanctify us doesn't relate and doesn't depend on our own trust in him. Like there are times where we're going to falter, um, where we're going to have doubts, which are totally normal. Um, and thankfully us having a doubt doesn't mean that God's plan is, is thrown to the wolves, right? Like God is still going to be faithful. Um, even when we might not be being faithful or when we're doubting his plan um, and doubting the trust in him. So I think that's one thing that's helped me a lot, um, especially in this past month. So good. I love that, Andrew. Um, I think that mm -hmm. just keeping in mind that like circumstances aren't necessarily like a result of a change in God's character is so important and how faithful he is um, to love his kids and provide for us. And like, I think it's also just like worth referencing that like, there is someone else um, with a plan that holds power in this world, and that is Satan. And um, just, like, knowing um, that his work is to steal, kill, and destroy um, anything of God, anything good, um, anything to separate us and, and steal, like, our connection from God, like, that's what he's up to. Um, and just, like, keeping in mind that, like, God isn't the only one that makes things happen in that sense on, like... And, like, yes, like, the work of the cross is completely finished. Like, we know that Jesus took back the keys, put power and authority back into his kids, which is us. We get to trample on the snake. We get to trample on the devil. That's absolutely true. But he still is, um, you know, like the prince of the power of the air in this world until, you know, Jesus comes back and he's gone for good. Um, and, like, like, we're comforted by, like, knowing what the end of that story is. But just, like, not giving um, God, like, the credit for bad things happening because he's a good dad. And, like, we don't want to be, like, 
thinking that he's trying to teach us a lesson or like punish us in a way when like the wrath of God has been satisfied on his kids already like that's not like what he's trying to do like that there's like someone else who is trying to steal kill and destroy from God's kids um, and try to make them think poorly of their dad and just like putting that like into perspective I think is really helpful too when like you're wrestling with things because I think it's really easy sometimes for people to blame God for things happening and like not give the devil any credit for his work too I mean, the enemy is the identity theft that we're talking about. He's Absolutely. he's the thief that's trying to pull us away from our identity in Christ, which is one million times better, you know? And that's the whole basis of why we call it identity theft, why we're talking about this, is how to pursue the godly part of it, but also discern from what the enemy's doing, you know? And I think discernment is the next kind of topic that we want to talk about is is what can we do, what practices can we um, put in our lives to truly figure out that discernment and figure out how we can do what you were saying, Elena, in giving credit, all the credit to God, but also recognizing that um, there are things that the enemy is doing to try to pull us away from God. I definitely also agree with, with Elena that, you know, I think so often we can get caught up on God's will Um and when bad things happen, you know, it can be easy for us, at least subconsciously, to kind of blame it on God, um, not in a good way. Um, but I think one thing that's also encouraging um, is if you look at the beginning of Job, how Satan himself, like, isn't able to do what he wants. Like, God is in total control um, and in total authority um, that Satan can't just go and mess somebody's, you know, plan and mess God's plan up. He has to, like, go to God. You know, and it's only God being like, yeah, sure, you can do this because it's still in my plan. Like, it's in my plan for Job to suffer. And the crazy thing is, I think, I don't even know if Job really finds out why he does suffer. Um, he spends the whole Which book. Which we usually like, don't. Yeah. We usually I, don't find out. Sometimes we don't. And that can be really hard. Um, but I think that's where it kind of goes back to that trust in God and his character and his faithfulness. Um, but I know Job spends the whole book, like, crying out to God. And the last four chapters are like just so amazing where God just comes in, doesn't even really answer Job. And he just says like, hey, Job, like, can you do any of this? Like, can you tame the Leviathan? Can you tame the behemoth? You know, all this crazy stuff. Um, and Job basically just answers by like, you know, God, like you're amazing, you know, and, and certainly I spoke of things I did not understand. Um, instead of being angry at God, um, that God messed up his plans for his future and all this stuff. Like, no, like he was, he praised God at the end, you know, he was thankful to God. Um, and I think it shows God's character that even in, in the hard times, even when God allows Satan to do things to us, it's still only for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Um, so Satan has like no control over us and no authority over us. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I really liked <laughs> all that that you just shared. Um, I feel like with that, like always keeping the conversation between you and God and praying and just learning about him and his character again, um, can just really help you understand what's from him and like what's not. Um, and I feel like that's something that I've been doing a lot in my life that recently, like, you know, I thought like God's plan for me was to stay in Madison all throughout college. Um, and then last year when he, when I felt like the call to like transfer to Eau Claire and not be in Madison anymore. I got really upset by that because like, obviously my community there was so amazing. Um, 
And so I still have a lot of unanswered questions about that um, and like why I'm in Eau Claire, um, even though like there has been a lot of great things like finding another Christian community um, and being an amazing program for social work and stuff like that. Um, but then along with that, there's been a lot of things that haven't worked out how I exactly planned them. Like I plan them. Um, it's how God's been planning them to work out. Um, so like with social work, like last semester when I applied, I didn't get accepted. Um, so I have to reapply this semester and that was really hard for me. And I was like, okay, God, I thought I was coming here so I could pursue social work and I'm not in the program. Like, what is this? And I got so mad at God. Um, but in that experience, I've just been really leaning on him and praying so much. Like, I don't think I've ever prayed this much before in my life. And that's one thing that really helps me keep my identity in him is talking to him and um, being reminded of his goodness and that I never understand what he's doing with my life. And like what Andrew said, like sometimes we're not going to understand and we're not going to understand the suffering. Um, but I think it's okay. <laughs> like personally, me with a lot of anxiety and like always wanting to know what's going on. Um, it's really hard to wrap my head around that. But this conversation that we're having has just been really impacting my life already. Um, so it's great to remember that like God's plan is going to work out. Um, and to continue like a life of living in his plan is just talking to him and praying. Like that's one piece of advice I give to everybody is just, just talk to God. Like you're not going, you can't build a relationship with someone if you don't talk to them. And so if you want that relationship, yeah, if you want that relationship with God, um, or with anybody, you have to talk. Um, I'm a huge advocate on communication is key, no matter what kind of relationship it is. So, yeah. And that communication is two-way. Whether we want to see it like that, God does talk back to us in so many different mm -hmm. ways. You know, through answered prayers, through the Bible, through community, yeah. um, just just hearing through, through the Holy Spirit, you know, within us. God, even though we won't fully understand most of the time what God's plan is, that still doesn't mean that he's fully leaving us in the dark, right? He still wants us to share this plan with him. And that's what it looks like when we're pursuing it. Is he, wa he wants to share it. There are certain things that he might not tell us for the, you know, betterment of us, for the growth of us. You know, like Andrew was talking about earlier when it comes to, like, the suffering. It's not like God's going to be like, hey, on this date, you're going to suffer but it's for good. It's like, no, he wants us to experience that because there's a reason for it. And it's the trust that we talked about earlier on top of the discernment, you know, in hearing God's voice in multiple different ways when it comes to pursuing that plan and um, truly believing it and putting our identity within that. And, and Sydney, I really loved that part of your testimony that you just shared. And I think a big part of this episode, we want it to be testimonial. We want it to be how have you seen God's plan play out in your life, you know, and how have you seen that? And I'm sure we can go around the circle, you know, for hours and just talk about how God's plan has truly, truly impacted. Um, so I'm wondering if anyone has a plan that's similar to Sydney's and what she just shared um, that you've seen God just be a part of or, or even Andrew's plan about um, the test that he just took. Um, does, does anyone else have maybe an idea or, or a story that they'd really like to share that's on their heart yeah I absolutely um would love to share um I would say one thing that like God has been teaching me and like helping me see is to see him rightly 
and um like I think for a long time like I believed that like God allows bad things to happen to us but actually like I don't believe that he does um which I'll share like why more um but I just like have really found out about like how he came as Jesus and in human form to us so that the devil could no longer have that power over us um and like he came to restore humanity from evil and so he doesn't allow it it actually really upsets him um and there's like this passage that i'm thinking of um in isaiah i want to say it's isaiah 59 um i'm not sure it just came to mind about how he like he is like burdened that there was no one to work out salvation for himself he was burdened that nobody could step in and save people and that people couldn't save themselves um, from evil, from sin, from the broken world that he had to come. And so like, I just like, you know, I, I look at like, you know, we're talking about like Job's story and like, it's like, yes, Satan had the authority to do things in Job's life that like were less than ideal. Obviously, like he went through so much suffering and so much loss. And um, I just can so clearly see though, that it's like, God's like not okay with that being the end of the story. Because, like, you know, you look at the end of Job's story and not only is God, like, there and, like, revealing to Job, like, the truth that he needs to hear, but also he completely restores everything that Job lost at the end of that story, which I think is kind of, like, we can take a parallel from that with, like, how things are in our world, like, now for us versus how they're going to be in eternity when it's all finished and we just get to be in communion with God forever and ever and ever, you know. Because he's the main event in heaven, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but as for, like, a personal testimony in that, um, yeah, like, I would say um, there's just, like, my life, yeah, so many stories, like Vicky talked about, that we can just pull from. Um, but, like, one way that I've really seen, like, his goodness is in just rearranging my college plans. Um, and like the Lord was actually very, very involved in my decision to come to Madison. Um, I really felt affirmed in that decision. I actually ended up choosing this as my school because it was the only, um, school that I had applied to that I found like local churches that were like preaching things that like I believed in. Um, and I was like, well, that's obviously where God would want me. Why would he want me going anywhere that I can't find people or a community to surround myself with, um, that believes in you and that teaches truth. And that's like ultimately kind of why I ended up picking Madison over my other schools. Um, but even just as like I have um, tried to pick a major, um, I was like, ah, like God, like I really don't know what to do. And um, I kind of had started to feel like the only way that I could serve God was through like doing missions. And um, that I was like limited to that as my option if I really wanted to be the best like daughter of his and like like it was almost like I had something to prove to him in that way um and I just love like for me like how God has like actually shown to me hey Elena like I love missionaries I love when people are on mission for me but that's not limited to the title of missionary amen and yeah right like there's so many other um callings that like we can still pursue and so for me that has largely been in my double major of environmental studies and architecture um, that's what I've been in and I have felt so affirmed like in those decisions through so many little things like he's been so kind to just like show me like all the things like throughout my life that have pointed to like why I should be here 
why this is the capacity that I should be serving in. Um, and just the ultimate truth that it doesn't matter so much what you're doing, um, but who you are while you're doing it, as well as um, who you're becoming while you're doing it. And I think that that's been like really impactful for me just to see that like, hey, like it matters more that like I'm honoring God in this position and serving God in where I'm at in this major um, more than it does the fact of that like I'm choosing this positionality of title over like another job um, and that it doesn't need to be vocational ministry to be honoring to him and to pursue connection with him, which is what it's all about. So, yeah. For sure. And I think the truth of that is too, is while all of that is very much God's working in your life, it could still change. And the trust in that is what this is all about is having that identity in Christ means that even if that does change, even after years and years of pursuing something, if God decides to change it, we can have trust that it's still going to be okay. And it's still going to be as close to perfect as it possibly can because it's God's plan and God's plan is perfect. Right. And that's something for me, even, you know, sharing a little bit of my personal testimony is I've kind of known that I wanted to be a journalism major, you know, pursuing something in sports media, man, since I can remember, you know, growing up with idols like Bob Euchre and Matt LaPay, if anyone knows who those are, most little girls don't have those those guys as people that they look up to. That's the announcer for the Brewers and for the Badgers. But I did. And, and I've always questioned, you know, so many times I said, okay, journalism, journalism, sports media, internships, working hard. But I've, you know, really been contemplating recently, what if that changes? What if I hit senior year and I'm just kind of like, maybe not. You know, that's a big fear of mine. And I think that's a valid fear for everybody is, if God changes, what am I going to do? And I think what you had mentioned earlier before, Elena, is that even though our plans might change and maybe God's plans might change, his character doesn't change. And his character of being faithful in those changes and in that navigation is what is the most important thing in that. So even if I don't end up on SportsCenter telling you all the top plays that are going on across sports, the plan that God does put in my life and the plan that I want to pursue and follow is going to be 10 times better than anything I can imagine. I can kind of attest to that myself. Um, I went into college expecting to be a biomedical engineer and maybe apply for med school and all this stuff. And I remember going into college, the one thing I did not want to be was undeclared. Um, come second semester, sophomore year, um, I was undeclared. I decided I didn't want to do engineering um, and it just it switched and I applied for the nursing school and I didn't get into the nursing school. Um, but I remember being like super, like incredibly happy when I got that news um, because God, I think, had opened the door for me um, to go to MHEC to get my firefighter certifications um, to start paramedic school. Um, and that was kind of something that I always kind of maybe wanted to do, but never thought it would actually like fall into place. Um, and I think, you know, like, like you guys have been talking about, like things are going to change, but like God still has total control. Um, and I think, you know, in the moment, it may not always be fun for that change, but I think, you know, years from now, you'll look back on it and it'll be like, yeah, that was um, maybe a bit rough, but I'm happy where I'm at now. Um, that's something my dad has said a lot when I've been talking with him this past month is he's like, you know, five years from now, like 
you're going to look back at this and be like, yeah, that was kind of a rough spot, but like, you know, it is what it is. And, and God got me through it. Um, kind of going back to what Elena said too, of like God, um, not really desiring suffering. I think it's interesting to look at, I think it's John Piper in desiring God. He talks about how, if you look across, well, not us, since we're not, we're not eternal, I guess, but when God looks across time, right, he sees this beautiful mural of his plan, um, for his own glory. Um, and there's some dark spots and there's some light spots. And if he zooms in on a specific point, right, it may be a point where like Job's suffering, right. Or me failing my test. Right. And it may look like a dark spot. Um, but if you zoom out, the whole picture is beautiful, right? Like in a sense, I don't know if this is totally correct, but I think when we suffer, it's important to look at it, I think, from God's perspective, right? Where like God definitely feels for us, right? And I don't think he wants us to be in pain, but I think from his perspective, sometimes what we would consider suffering is not suffering. Like it's still part of a beautiful work. Um, and so I think it, it can be difficult at times for sure, but definitely helpful to kind of look back at, at what God's seeing, right? Where he sees like this eternal, beautiful progression. Uh, and he might not necessarily see this one specific you know millisecond as suffering because he's looking at it from you know the eternal perspective and it's beautiful and for us to look at it with that internal perspective is is really good too you know when we're pursuing that identity i think eternal perspective is something that gets glossed over every once in a while when we're thinking about god's plan um but honestly it's the majority of god's plan right is eternity spent with jesus christ in the kingdom of heaven living it up up there i mean that's that is the majority of what we are going to experience not the suffering um if we want to call it suffering on this earth so i think looking at that plan too is also really important i don't know if any of you guys have read the book the screw tape letters if you haven't i would highly highly recommend it it's a fantastic book um as a general overview c.s lewis is a fantastic smart writer but he wrote this book called the screw tape letters where he's basically talking from the perspective of um, a demon or a tempter, right? So he's kind of giving the opposite side to a lot of the struggles that we go through. And one chapter that he talks about is um, trying to have us focus on the future. Um, so this, the demon's name is Screwtape, so that's why it's called the Screwtape Letters. Um, and he's writing basically how, they how the demons should try to get us to focus on the future, right? The things that they don't want us to focus on are eternity, and the present, because um, those are kind of the realms that God deals with in a sense that, you know, but like we've been talking about that eternal perspective, right? I'm super stressed, honestly, about passing these national tests. I'm stressed that um, I'm applying for full-time jobs and I have no idea what that could look like. I could be in Alaska in six months. I could um, be in Wisconsin. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I've been stressing about it most days, um, but like, that's the danger, right? I don't, I shouldn't be looking at the future. I should be looking at the present of like, okay, it's the day right now. What do I need to do? You know, getting into the word, um, trusting in God in the moment. And then also looking at it from the eternal perspective of like, God's got a plan. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I shouldn't stress about what's like all the dangers and bad things that are going to happen a year from now because whom I'm not God. I don't know what's going to happen a year from now. Um, it could be something bad or it could be something good, but why worry about that now? Um, when it's really eternity and also the present that we should be focusing on since we're, we have no idea what the future holds. And I think that's a really good transition to kind of the last point that we want to talk about today is anyone who knows me knows that I'm a planner. 
I've got like 12 million different notes going on at all time. My calendar is planned out minute to minute. And that that's something that I'm definitely trying to grow in personally is not looking so far ahead in the future and letting that freak me out, you know, trusting in God that that could change completely. So what are some steps moving forward for planners and non-planners to live in the present, prepare for the future, but still trust in God's will and God's plan once the future actually comes? I think one of the biggest things, I think it was land at the beginning of the podcast, that kind of talking about how like it's super important to focus on God's character, right? If you focus on God's character, oftentimes God's will becomes a bit more clear. Um, and I think the best way to do that, obvious answer, reading the Bible, like that is like God's revealed, you know, word of, of who he says he is, you know, who he says he wants to be doing and, and all this stuff. Um, and so I think it's, it's very important to be digging into the word. Um, I know I'm not great at it, um, but I'm very blessed to have roommates that are super great at getting into the Bible and they encourage me daily um, to get into the word and, and really study that. Um, so I think getting into the Bible and then also, you know, having that community to help encourage you um, in those weak spots um, that we all have. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I am also a super huge planner um, to Vicky. So I get the feelings. Um, I think of the biggest thing that has helped me is being open to my friends about how much I stress about the future. Mm -hmm. So they know like how to help me like calm down from that. Cause it's like, I still have two years left of college, like my internship for social work and everything. And I'm already looking at grad school. Like I definitely do not need to be looking at that right now. Um, I have plenty of time. Um, so just like being open with your community, being open with your close friends about how you're feeling is so important because they're the ones that can like physically be there for you. Um, and ones that you can have like coffee with and just talk about how you're feeling and stuff and having like, obviously you can have those conversations with God, but it's really good to just like hear the affirmations from your friends directly and have that support system because you're going to want that for the rest of your life. And especially in college, it's so important to build that support system because we're all stressing all the time about so many different things. Um, so having those friends is just so important. And I just really have found that to be the biggest thing that's helped me, especially like when um, I didn't get into the program or whatever, like I did not realize how great of a community I had until that moment. Um, so, and like those people reminding me that it's still gonna work out for good um, and that it's just all, it's all gonna be okay. Um, even when you don't think it's gonna be so. Yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice is get that community and be vulnerable with them so that they can help you too. Yeah, I would say um, if like we're going to talk more about like the planner side of things and like um, people that are like achievement oriented or like goal minded, um, I would say that like the best place to start is recentering yourself on um, like I know we touched on eternal perspective, but like what you're living for. Mm -hmm. um, and if your plans are all about you, 
then that's probably a good vibe check, honestly, right there. (laughs) It's just be like, all right, vibe check. This is all about me right now. And just looking at like what God's plan is, which is us to be in communion with him. His plan from the garden to the cross was always, I want connection with my people. I want to dwell amongst my people. And that's what heaven is going to be. And so um, I just always think it's really funny to think about like, people like who want to just say that heaven is all just about eternal life it's like no the point is communion with god forever perfect like holy communion with god forever and ever and ever which communion like i think sometimes like has a weird like reputation like we just think about like the bread and the juice and like it's definitely way more than that um great song is communion by maverick city music shout out mavs always um but like even just like thinking about communion is all about just like us dwelling with God and God dwelling with us and what we become as a believer is that heaven is inside of us. We don't need to wait to heaven um, to do what we were always made to do. Heaven's inside of us. We already have access to Holy Spirit. We already have access to God right then and there and that's like all we need and so as like we align ourselves with um, remembering his character like we've talked about in this episode and as we study the word and we spend time in prayer and just talking Um, with God and not just talking at him but listening as well um, for the gentle whisper that he gives us back um, we really start to just see like what his heart is for people and how we can um, be a part of that as well and make our days so much less about um, the things that we're doing but just pursuing like what he um, is already up to and just like partnering with God like in that um, and so going back to just like the goal orientedness of um, things is like okay like what is what is the why behind my goals like because if it's just for you that's a pretty weak why and you're never going to be content with it even if you get there even if like the plan that you had all the way like works out um, you're going to miss out on opportunities to praise God and you're going to miss out on opportunities to worship with your life um, if God's not involved in your goal setting. And so just taking that time to seek him out is so, so important because, you know, setting goals is great. And I think the best way to do it is with the one who is the best goal setter in the whole world. So, Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I honestly think the three of you sharing that was honestly one of the best reference minutes that wasn't a reference minute that we've had on the podcast so far. Like I didn't even have to intro it. It just flowed right into our reference minute and I'll, I'll open it up here. Last minute kind of thing. If you have any more references in terms of books, podcasts, or other things that you want to plug or songs or artists like Elena did um, or, or even for any closing thoughts, like I said, I don't know if we need to do a full another reference minute after that. You guys kind of nailed it. But if you guys have any f- closing thoughts um, about God's plan, any references that you still want to plug, absolutely, absolutely feel th- free. So one thing that I would definitely add, um, growing up, I wasn't super big into Christian like worship music. Um, it just never like vibed with me or however you want to say it. Um, but in college, like the days that I listened to worship music driving into work or you know, listening to worship music after I did this written test, like they are the best moments that I can honestly kind of think of in the, in the past, um, you know, a couple of years. So I would highly encourage anybody like, you know, listening to other s- songs is not bad. Um, uh, but if you're, if you don't listen to worship music, like check some of that stuff out, it's super awesome. Um, it really plays with your emotions, but in a good way, um, in a way that just like helps you to trust God and, and really lean into him. So, yeah. And going off of that, um, 
some of the lyrics that I were kind of playing in my head even as we were having this conversation today um, was the lyrics from Sea of Victory by Elevation Worship. Mm. It says, um, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. And I just like think that that could be a huge encouragement for someone and that declaring that over your life, like actually physically opening your mouth and saying those words out loud or singing them if you want to, um, is so powerful. And just like Andrew was saying, like worship music is huge and just resetting your perspective, your focus, um, and just reminding yourself what's like, what am I here for? What am I like need to ground myself in right now? And that truth being sung out so powerful. I also 100% agree with worship music. It's so good. Like, and once you find like those few songs that like really speak to you and like speak so much truth over your life and just remind you of how good God is, like listen to those songs when you're like feeling stressed or like have anxiety about like your plans being ruined and stuff like that. Um, Listening to those songs and just constantly being reminded of how good God is and like I agree with Andrew, like starting your day off with that music is so good. Like when I do my workouts, I always listen to Christian music. It might not be the most like hype music all the time, but it's still good because it reminds me that like God's taking care of me um, and that no matter what happens, that he's just there for me. And some people are really good at putting stuff into words that I'm not. So that's really good. And just books too. Not a huge book person. Um, but I read a book over the summer, one book, I read one book over the summer, but it really changed my life, but I don't really remember what it's called. I think it's called You Are Free or something like that by Rebecca Lyons. Um, so yeah, books are good too. Cause again, people can put things into word or put feelings into words that you might not be able to. And just reading that is really impactful too. And don't get me wrong. There's some great hype worship songs out there. Like if you <laughs> even work out sleep studying Mm -hmm. worship music is a genre that has it all so whatever you're looking for see a victory is one of those songs for me where i just i'll turn that up every single time it plays but yeah guys thank you so much for being here today this was an amazing way to kick off this series and really focus on identity and how we can pursue truly the identity in Christ and the identity that was designed for us by Christ instead of our selfish and fleshly ambitions um, that can sometimes take over our lives a lot more than we'd like to admit. Um, So thank you so much for being here. This was a great conversation, great references, great plugs um, from everybody. And and I think this is going to be a really great series. I'm really looking forward to where this is going. So stay tuned. We've got more episodes to come looking at identity. Our content team is doing a wonderful job um, coming up with these and getting some more guests on here. But other than that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into Working at the Wheel. We will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.